Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we can go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. Today, I want to talk about how the attempt to avoid discomfort is causing most of the struggles not only in recovery, but our lives. It is often why we started drinking or using in the first place, a reason why we struggle to be happy in our recovery journey, why it is the core reason behind most relapses, and how our lives will improve dramatically if we challenge and embrace discomfort in our lives. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. Before getting started, I have an exciting announcement. When I decided to leave Alcoholics Anonymous, the one thing I missed the most was the community that programs like that provide. I have been blown away by the love and support that people have been providing to each other in the comment section of many of my posts on social media. I've also had several people that have reached out and said they desire a community where the default response to every question isn't go to a meeting or call your sponsor. After much thought, I have decided to create a community where people could reach out and get the support they need that embraces forms of recovery outside the traditional 12-step model. I'll be working on creating a Facebook group this weekend and will officially launch it Monday. If you're interested in joining us, head over to my Facebook page, which can be found by searching at I Am Sober and Happy, where I'll be posting the official announcement on Monday. So now let's get back to the episode. Before getting into why we should embrace discomfort, let's first understand what it means in the context of recovery and personal growth. Discomfort refers to the uneasy or challenging feelings we experience when we step outside of our comfort zones. Often, when I thought of stepping out of my comfort zone, I'd automatically think of doing activities that make me feel uncomfortable. I have suffered from social anxiety for as long as I can remember, so this may be things like going to social events, striking up a conversation with a stranger, or going and doing something new. But as I looked more at my comfort zone, I realized that it also meant avoiding feelings. I avoided relationships for so long out of fear of the pain of a potential breakup. I wouldn't apply for promotions at work because I was afraid I'd feel embarrassed if I bombed the interview or if I actually got the job, feeling stupid if I didn't know how to do everything the new job required. The fear of feeling stupid is often why I wouldn't speak up and ask for help when I didn't know how to do something. The attempt to avoid any emotion that made me feel uncomfortable is why I chased that feeling I got the first time when I drank. All of those uncomfortable feelings seemed to melt away. Until the next morning when they seemed to return again even stronger, which is why I decided to drink again. And before I knew it, I was stuck in that vicious cycle of trying to use a temporary solution to avoid the feeling. When I look at all the things that kept me from getting sober so many years after it was apparent that it was ruining my life, it was the ultimate form of discomfort, the unknown. Think of all the things that run through your head when you are thinking about getting sober. How bad will detoxing be? How will I resist cravings? What will everybody think of me? Will I lose my friends? How will I tell people that I don't drink? How will I celebrate the holidays? all potential uncomfortable unknown future situations that were holding me back. 
When I think of my few relapses, it was when life got so uncomfortable that I could no longer take it, and I finally reached what I called the effort point, and I gave up and went back to the one source of comfort I knew. And even as I accumulated years of sobriety, discomfort has always been what held me back from stepping into my best life. I stayed in a program of recovery for many years beyond knowing it wasn't for me because of the fear of the unknown of sobriety outside of it. I didn't chase big dreams in my life out of fear of failure. I kept toxic people in my life because I felt that was better than being alone. But here's the thing. If you look at all the examples I gave, I wasn't avoiding discomfort. I was simply choosing to remain in my current state of pain because of the fear of the unknown. The darkness of addiction is hands down the most discomfort I've ever experienced. Toxic relationships are extremely painful. So is the loneliness experienced by not facing the fears around social anxiety. And living a life sober yet not fulfilled because I was too scared to step out of my comfort zone is a dull level of discomfort that will eat at you slowly until you simply can't take it anymore. It is like the analogy of the frog in a pot of boiling water. If you drop the frog into an already boiling pot, it'll jump out immediately. But if you turn the heat up slowly, it'll stay in the pot and eventually be cooked to death. I was used to the pains of different stages of my life I was living in and was choosing to stay in the pot, not realizing it was cooking me to death. Now that we understand the negative consequences of avoiding discomfort, let's explore the positive aspects of embracing it in our recovery. When we willingly step into discomfort, we challenge ourselves to go beyond our perceived limitations. Embracing discomfort is like exercising a muscle. It helps us build resilience, self-confidence, and personal development. By pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zones, we open up new opportunities for growth and self-discovery. It allows us to face our fears, learn from our failures, and develop a deeper understanding of ourselves. Embracing discomfort is what creates transformation and empowers us to make meaningful changes in our lives. All that sounds great, but how the hell are we supposed to embrace the thing that we've been avoiding most of our lives? With patience, perseverance, determination, and the understanding that you have had this ability inside of you your whole life. Think of a little baby when they first are trying to walk. Do they stand up on two feet and instantly start running across the room? No. Do they give up the first time they tried and fell on their butts and say, well, I guess this walking thing just isn't for me? Of course not. They get up and try over and over again until they finally figured out that whole walking thing. That was you at one point. Before a lifetime of programming, fears, disappointments, traumas, perceived limitations, and false beliefs got instilled in you. We learned how to avoid discomfort, which means we could also unlearn it and return back to that brave little version of ourselves that will keep getting back up and be willing to fail in front of other people and fearlessly try over and over again until we figure it out. So what is a practical strategy that we could implement to start embracing discomfort? The first step is identifying a goal that is outside your comfort zone. If you want to be an overachiever, step a little further outside of that when setting the goal. Now ask yourself, what action can you take right now? If you're anything like me, you're thinking, whoa, wait a minute. I have to prepare, make plans, do some research, and get everything lined up first. Do you actually mean you have to make sure everything is perfect so nothing could go wrong and you won't have to feel uncomfortable? 
That's not exactly stepping out of your comfort zone. And here's a little secret. No matter how much you plan for nothing to go wrong, something is probably going to go wrong. That is life. It is unpredictable. You can't plan around that. I'm not criticizing. I am the king of the term overanalysis paralysis, which is spending so much time planning something that I actually never have to do it. If we go back to my social anxiety example, when I first decided that I finally wanted to face my fears around social situations, I spent years reading pretty much every book on social anxiety that's been published. I went to therapy and shot down every uncomfortable suggestion my therapist gave me because I wasn't ready yet. I even considered dropping several thousands of dollars to sign up for a social anxiety program that pretty much would have taught me everything I've already read on the topic and suggested all the same things my therapist had been suggesting for years. I was prepared. I simply was trying to avoid the discomfort of facing my fears, which honestly is impossible. Our brains are too powerful. If you imagine something like rejection, your imagination is so powerful that you'll actually feel all the emotions of the rejection without ever having to actually experience it. So by putting something off, we're actually choosing to feel that emotion over and over, likely dozens or even hundreds of times, in an attempt to actually avoid feeling it once. So after years of procrastination disguised as preparation, I finally decided to set a goal way outside my comfort zone, and I signed up to go to a Tony Robbins conference all by myself. If you're not familiar with how he runs his conferences, he literally has people do everything that absolutely petrified me, and going there alone was definitely the icing on the cake. You jump, you dance, you act crazy, all in front of other people. In fact, he would even have you get in a group of five or six people and take turns making up your own dance and have everyone else around you imitate you. He has you write out intimate things in a workbook and then tells you to walk up and find a stranger and share them with each other. Everything about that conference was about allowing yourself to be seen and heard, which is everything that I was afraid of. It is funny that this is also the conference where you walk across hot coals. Taking off my shoes and walking across fire was easier for me than hugging a stranger. It was uncomfortable, it was amazing, and it was empowering. I walked out of that conference as a completely different man, partly from his powerful message that I connected with, but mostly because I faced and conquered one of my biggest fears. Did it cure me of my social anxiety? No. But at least I know that I'm not going to die simply because I'm in a socially uncomfortable situation. I still feel uncomfortable in many social situations, but it's no longer debilitating and I'm able to face those fears and do so many things I could have never done before, including doing this podcast you're listening to right now. So think back to that thing you really want to do and challenge all the excuses in your head. There's a quote I have posted on my fridge that says, Spring is past, summer has gone, winter is here, and that song I meant to sing remains unsung, for I have spent my days stringing and unstringing my instrument. How many seasons have you been putting off your dreams out of the fear of discomfort? How uncomfortable is that feeling knowing that? You can't avoid discomfort, so you might as well choose the discomfort of chasing your dreams rather than staying in the pain of staying where you are right now. So embrace that brave little child you once were that wasn't scared to try and fail and chase your dreams harder than you have run from your fears in the past. 
I promise you that you will grow into a new person and your life will never be the same. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm hoping you're enjoying my podcast. If you're finding it impactful, all I ask is that you please share it so it could impact others. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy. 